0: Welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week these idiots bear cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. Follow at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at Firewatercast on Twitter, and Funny Books at Firewater on Facebook
1: and Instagram. This is episode 168. Deadly class. Part of our SC non TV month.
2: Hey. Hey. Now hold on. Now I have to I'm sorry. look up what episode we're on. Now you just distracted me. Uh 168?
0: 168.
1: One
3: sixty eight. Yes. is that true?
2: That is true. Yeah, it is 168. Thank you, Jason, for keeping track. Welcome welcome to episode 168 (laughs) of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This month we are starting our month of As Seen on TV, although we're like two weeks behind, so it's probably mid-month at that point in time. Here we we are. Uh, So we are starting out with uh, Deadly Class, which was a TV series on Sci-Fi Network, I believe. Uh, Did not get extended. Hey, Bruce. Um, (laughs) uh, And I'll, I'll be honest, I watched the first episode of it and... Didn't love it. I like the comic book a lot more than I like the TV series. But agreed, that's how it goes. Uh, so we have four people with us today. We have two absentees, um, but we have some of their homework, so we'll uh, we'll share some of that. But uh, we will start out with the man whose home I'm recording. Actually, no, I can't do that legally. I have to go backwards. So we'll start out. <laughs> that's right. We'll start out with the uh, person who needs to get to bed earliest of all of us. Ms. Lena. Hi, Lena.
1: Hi. So, I just want to be clear that the reason we're also reading Deadly Class is because my favorite person in my life told me that we had to read this book. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, Tori has told me that she really liked the book, and she has thought... Did not want to join us because she hadn't. She didn't have a chance to reread everything.
0: She technically okay. did, but that's, we're gonna go. Past I know that.
1: we're gonna let it go because she's a pain <laughs> in the ass. So it's fine. Anyway, <laughs> and she listens to the podcast, and she also is hearing me say this. So I'm sure she's probably texting me as we speak. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but. Uh, anyway, I'm Lena. (laughs) I'm an event manager out of the uh, New York, Connecticut area. And um, that's pretty much it right now.
2: Okay. Awesome. Uh, then, uh, one of Hollywood's elite, we have Mr. Jason,
0: Hi, I'm a writer in Los Angeles, Uh, and instead of your WGA update today, I have some comic book adaptation news to share. Okay. Uh, So the pilot for Why the Last Man has been picked up by FX, but the two showrunners who actually ran the pilot um, uh, left over creative differences. As of Of course they did, yeah. yeah. Uh, As of a couple weeks ago, they have officially been replaced by a writer named uh, Eliza Clark, whose past work includes *Animal Kingdom*, *The Extent*, and *The Killing*. So, Hmm. hopefully, it's good.
2: She does a lot of heavy crime stuff. Yeah, interesting.
3: Okay. I remember when this was in development by uh, Shia LaBeouf.
2: Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was going to be uh, years ago, yeah. Yorick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this
3: just keeps getting turned around, turned around. and yeah. I, think it's I bet Brian Vaughn takes a check, lets it sit there, gives back to him, takes a check. He's like, yeah, I'll take more money. Yeah. Yep. Give it a few years, I'll get it back. Yeah, I'll take more money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a bad gig, Brian, if you can get yeah, it. Yeah,
2: it's true. And then I'm legally required to follow up Mr. Jason with Mr. Todd. Hi, I'm Todd.
3: I feel like I need to tell people what I do because everyone else does. (laughs) So I am a, uh, I don't know what I am, a shop manager, foreman. Mostly my job is pointing and telling people no.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm sad to say that's really true.
2: Yeah, no, I get that.
3: So I point, tell people no, read comics and stuff, and my employees are terrified of me, and it's hilarious. It's
2: super funny. They think he's super scary.
3: I, I do, I know. So Brian even witnessed it. but I'm here in Salt Lake. Um, you can see me around, say hi. I pop in and out of different places I met. We doing We recently discovered a battlegrounds oh, coffee shop yeah coffee shop and gaming shop here in uh, the bountiful Utah area. and we like it. And mm-hmm. the one thing that really threw me though is they have a Bitcoin ATM.
2: yeah, which was
0: interesting. Uh, how does that okay.
3: It's an exchange ATM and I, I saw this and I looked at the guy at the desk, like, do people use this? And he's like, At least once a day, every day. Wow. Hmm. All right. Wow. And I'm like, okay, that is interesting. But yeah, there is a Bitcoin ATM in Bountiful Utah. So interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I found that fascinating going, I'm really hmm. Indeed. So Okay. Yeah, I do know uh one of my um, bosses lives up the hill in Bountiful, and his neighbor um, had a shit ton of Bitcoin early on and sold it all. And so he's younger than me, officially retired, and lives in a big-ass house up on the hill. <laughs> and I'm just like, where
2: did I... I know where I went wrong with my life. There's one yeah, but here's right the thing. There. Even then, like, even when Bitcoin started out, I looked at that and I was like, this just seems sketchy as shit.
3: Oh, it is. Yeah. It still is, but... Yeah. Doesn't mean you're... Yeah, still is. But you just watch it and you're like, huh.
2: Well, and we've recently become quite the experts on scams recently. So lots of things can seem like a a scam or not seem like a scam as the case may be. So anyway, yeah, I had a
3: family member become a victim of a phishing attack.
2: And so, yeah. Yeah, it uh, it was very interesting. Unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway. It was. We were at the Apple Store, and the, the nice guy who worked there was trying really hard not to say that they target older customers. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, was like, "They target so, customers. Apple customers. C- Apple consumers. customers. Like you can see, it, like thinking, like process, process." Because he'd rather all say things. all
3: Apple customers are a mark versus yeah. Yeah.
2: older people are a mark. Yeah. But it was definitely older people. Um, anyway, yeah, that was and a fair amount of Apple customers are older people. <laughs> well, that, that might be true as well. You're just saying that because you're Windows through and through, and Android.
3: It just gets your hairs up, and that's
2: what's funny. I know it's true. (laughs) Um, And hey,
1: can you? I'm so sorry. Can you hear that in the background?
2: The tribal drumming.
1: Yeah, that would no, not at all going oh around. really oh yeah it's been <laughs> happening every fucking night since friday and it's been <laughs> happening probably every night until until next sunday
0: yeah. that sounds so relaxing
1: and oh the dogs honest? are losing their shit right now <laughs>
3: Just give them, like, Xanax.
1: <laughs> I've got CBD oil. I'm just going to drug them up. And
3: <laughs> just, here yeah. you go. I mean, I'm going to fly out to the East Coast with my baby, and I have every intention of baby Benadryl and just drugging uh-huh. the kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For my sake. So I just wanted to, I didn't know if you guys could hear it or not. Um, yeah, we can. So if you hear it, that's. That would be fireworks happening on the beach right by the, the house. Yeah,
2: that are you're broadcasting from war-torn Connecticut.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what Connecticut looks like. <laughs> be happy I don't live by the army base anymore because then they used to do war games at night.
2: Oh, fun! Oh, no, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah,
1: so machine guns at one a.m. It's super fun. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go.
2: Um, And hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California, currently in Utah. Well, when this comes out, I won't be in Utah anymore. Uh, But uh, sound design some shows for Lyric that should still be running through the course of the month. This episode comes out, assuming it comes out reasonably on time. Um, And uh, yeah, there's that. So, Todd, what is the myification for this week's book?
3: Uh, Boarding School with Shenanigans. The shenanigans?
2: <laughs> the evil Harry Potter?
3: It is. Well, I, I read one review. They called it um, a mixture of Harry Potter and Mark Miller's Wanted.
2: I can see that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. That seems fair.
3: Set in the 80s because why?
2: Yeah. Um, just because you're not a fan of the 80s. <laughs> I'm willing to bet the... Let's see. It's Remender, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is he? I bet you he was a high school student in the 80s. Nah, nah. Still...
3: You know, I was I I was
2: there. I know you just have like no, no love for the 80s. No, really? like None whatsoever. He really doesn't know because we've read Paper Girls and he was like, I don't give a shit about the 80s. Like, it's it's a thing.
3: It's Mm. like so he chose this and I don't see it. it, it, The nostalgia factor has nothing there for me. I'm like, well, that was a choice.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all lost Todd. So anyway. All right. Continue on. Okay. Thank you. Now I'm trying to remember <laughs> what I have to do next. Uh, Should we read it or not? Oh yes, we'll do that. Okay. Let's do votes as to whether or not it's worth your uh, uh-huh. your listeners' hard earned time, money, and effort. Is there alcohol in that drink? No. Okay. You're just being obnoxious. Be obnoxious. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> checking. Uh, so, what is your vote, Mr. Todd? Yes. Uh, Lena. Yes and no okay mm. we'll get into that uh yes. mr jason yes and i'm a yes as well I actually really like this uh series um i don't think i'm fully caught up on it but i've read quite a bit of it mm-hmm. um cool then uh should we jump into drinking games is that okay with you todd yep. it sounds good okay. you're about right <laughs> mr jason
0: what is your <laughs> drinking
2: game rule
3: for this uh, week
0: m- mine is called ew yuck Anytime the main baddie of this volume is on the page, take a drink because you will need it.
2: Okay. (laughs) Mine is A for assassination. Every time the word assassin or assassination appears, take a drink. Mr. Todd.
3: Mine is called All I Wanted Was a Pepsi. Okay. So anytime something um, unfortunate befalls the main character, you
2: need to take a drink. Okay. Uh, Mr. Adams was uh, losing the sky with diamonds. Every time Marcus sees a hallucination while tripping, take a drink. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and Lena. Uh,
1: mine is called Not Again. Every time Marcus gets his ass handed to him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that happens quite a bit as well, actually. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Cool. Uh, well, let's jump into playlists of uh, songs we think will be worth listening to in the background uh, uh-huh. while you read this book. Uh, Ms. Lena, what do you got?
1: Um, well, they mentioned the Smiths, so I went uh-huh. with that, and I chose please, please, please let me get what I want from the Smiths. Okay,
2: <laughs> nice. Uh, Mr. Jason?
0: Uh, I did the exact same thing I chose Smith's song uh, What difference does it make?
2: Um, I did a 80's tune I did The Killing Moon by uh, Echo and the Bunnymen Very nice Yes, Mr. Todd
3: As much as I want to do the Dead Milkman's and Camaro yeah. I chose not to But um, Oingo Boingo Just put their catalog
2: on play Okay, I get that <laughs> no. And Adams is the only modern one Really uh, It's Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People It's kind of interesting <laughs> uh still works but uh yeah
0: cool i will say uh, at the end of the second issue rick remender does put a does put a playlist out of all the songs from the era that the characters would have been listening to uh-huh. um and it's a really fun collection of songs so that's that's worth looking at okay yeah
2: Very cool. Um, So then we have cocktails. Yeah. Um, Mr. Jason, what is your cocktail for this week?
0: Uh, So this one is called the Fog Cutter, uh, but I would have renamed it to be Cut Through the Bullshit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is two ounces of freshly squeezed orange juice, one ounce of freshly squeezed lemon juice, half an ounce of Orgeat syrup. I don't know if I'm correct. Orgeat. Orgeat. Excuse me. Orgeat syrup. Uh, one and a half ounces of white rum, half ounce of gin, half ounce of brandy, and half ounce of amontillado sherry. You want to add everything except the sherry to a cocktail shaker, uh, fill it with ice, and then shake the shit out of it as per usual, Mm -hmm. and then strain it into an ice filled highball glass. Carefully pour the sherry on top of the drink, garnish with a sprig of mint and drink to enjoy.
2: (laughs) As if drink to not enjoy.
0: (laughs) You say that
1: at the end of every single one of your drinks. Do you know that?
0: Yeah, well, I purposefully, because I've seen some uh, recipes that actually have that in there for some reason as if you're not going to drink it. So I think it's a, a ridiculous thing to do. So why not? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you just, you know, you drink to get hammered.
3: Yeah,
2: that's true.
0: That's true. Yes.
3: Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your cocktail for this week?
3: Mine is the uh, Amaretta Sour 2, the Morgenthaler formula.
2: Okay. Yes,
3: that's just a great name. Um, this has one and a half ounces of disarono, one ounce of bourbon, one ounce of uh, freshly squeezed lemon juice, and a half ounce of an egg white. So put all the ingredients into a shaker, dry shake it, which means no ice, and then pour over ice into a lowball glass and enjoy.
2: Uh, cool. Uh, mine ties into my song. Uh, mine is also called uh, Killing Moon. It's three quarters of an ounce of gin, three quarters of an ounce of Solbeso three-quarters of an ounce of dry sake and three-quarters of an ounce of uh, tea syrup, jasmine green tea syrup, to be specific, and three-quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. You shake, strain, and take it up or on the rocks. Ms. Lena, what is your cocktail?
1: Uh, So I went with an 80s classic, which is a slow gin fizz. So it's two ounces of slow gin, three-quarter ounce lemon juice, club soda, and a lemon wedge. So um, add all ingredients except for the lemon wedge and the soda water into a highball glass. So it's basically the gin and the lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Um, add the ice and top with soda water. Stir gently with a bar spoon to incorporate and garnish with a lemon wedge.
3: Have you seen those bar spoons? They've got the swirls on it. So the mm-hmm. idea is you can spin the spoon while keeping the face always pointed into the center of the drink. hmm I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna be talented enough to actually do
2: that. Yeah. It takes practice of trying. It's very difficult to do. And Adam's uh, drink for this week was the acid trip. It's one ounce of bourbon, one ounce of amaretto. You pour over ice and stir and then strain into a shot glass and then drink to enjoy Jason. Mm. That one's similar to mine a lot. It is very similar actually. Cool. Uh, Do we have any final warnings before uh, we let people loose to go read this book? If you
1: don't uh, like violence, don't read this. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very, very
0: mature book.
3: Yeah. However your feelings are about Kill Bill probably falls into similar. <laughs>
2: That's true. If you like Kill Bill, you'll probably like this. If you don't like Kill Bill, it might not be your cup of tea. That's true. Uh, well, that being said, we will take a brief break. Um, and then we will see you on the flip side. While we
1: take a
0: break. Here is a message from one of our fellow Hello Sweetie Network podcasts.
1: At Push My Buttons Podcast, you can get all the gaming news, information on latest releases, game reviews, and you can even watch us play some of your favorite games. Everything from Sonic the Hedgehog to God of War on YouTube and Twitch. Follow us on all the social media and listen on all your favorite apps. Just search for Push My Buttons Podcast.
2: What was that? Ice. Oh, he's biting ice. Okay, yeah. Matt, they're just making fun of me. It's tough. Oh. That's a natural assumption.
0: It could be both. It could be both.
2: It's a natural assumption. It Rar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: I like having you
2: here. This. <laughs> oh, <my>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
2: all like, well, what the fuck are you
3: doing? <laughs> Is this about me? Sure. <laughs> if you think so, then I'll go with that.
2: Yeah nice uh cool well then uh, who wants to i mean the general gist of this book um without being too spoiler of it and this is my memory basically this kid he's homeless his parents uh died in a uh, fire um he ends up beating up some bad guys and therefore gets recruited into basically hogwarts for assassins and all the kids there are um like children of Supervillains and and well, not supervillains, but of like gang gangsters and mafia people and whatever. And so basically he's in school to learn how to kill people. And there's, I mean, the same cliques that you have in any school. It's the fact that these people might actually kill you. Um, mm-hmm. That did seem fair for the general gist. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: cool. Well, uh, who would like to start out on this?
1: I'll start. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, um, did anybody, because when they were going through all the clicks, did anybody else think of Disturbing Behavior? Oh. The no. movie Disturbing Behavior? I it's, remember so that movie. It's not a very Nick, good movie. Nick when he goes through with James Mars and all the different clicks in the high school and everything. And, mm-hmm. like, every, it just, that was the first thing that every time anyone goes through any of those, like, high school movies or anything yeah. where it's like, these people are this, and they are you know, they're this, the people at this table are like this, and I always go back to disturbing behavior um, or 10 Things I Hate About You yeah. but usually disturbing behavior
2: What well, were um, um, uh, Mean Girls?
1: I am not that big of a Mean Girls fan so we're just gonna leave that alone okay. so anyway right. <laughs> um, but I do quote one line from it quite frequently and that's it so I'm um, But the book, so other than that, the book, I, I didn't, I I don't get it. I mean, I I didn't like Kill Bill, so I guess that was my issue. (laughs) I, and the violence isn't what got me, um, but I didn't know what the hell was going on half the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I am not the right target audience for this book at all, Um, although with that said, my sister, who is 10 years younger than me, loves this book mm-hmm. um, and was the one that was like, oh, my God, it's so good. You'll love it and actually helped me pick the like playlist song and the drink and everything. So mm-hmm. like um, so obviously there's just I, I just don't get it. But the the villains and the whole questioning of who Marcus is. And, like, did he have something to do with his parents? I mean, at least this is how I saw it. I could mm-hmm. be totally off my rocker with this, because I just did not understand what the fuck was happening. Mm-hmm. They let him into the school, but no one really wanted to let him into the school, which was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like it was just, a, it was like all the teachers are Snape. Like, you guys talked about Harry Potter. It <laughs> yeah. like there wasn't yep. anybody there. It was just, it was just every teacher was just, like, Snape. Over and over and over again, um, so I, I just I and the the relationships between everyone I didn't really get into it until the very end um, when Marcus was literally getting the shit beat out of him um, and almost killed and everything and then everyone started to kind of rally around them and then you see the the baddie finally come in to play and interact with the rest of them but even the villain being like um into animals and like the whole, I just didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> and so for me I'm like uh I don't recommend it unless you want to watch the show to which um I think you have to read the book to really be able to enjoy the show cuz I don't think the show dives into everything. At least you would think it w- it wouldn't cuz it's not on on like HBO it's on sci-fi so mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going <laughs> to delve into everything um, but I just I didn't I this was like not a book for me I guess
2: <laughs> okay um, I, I mean here's my thing about it that I, I feel like I think the, the question about Marcus and his parents I think mm-hmm. leads it to believe of whether or not is this a kid who really does truly fit in with this group or is he sort of a kid who by happenstance has fallen in with this crowd um you know what i mean like they all sort of think that he's a um you know he could potentially be a bad guy or not so it's it's sort of like that harry potter thing of like he was raised by muggles he has no idea what this world even exists and sort of he ends up becoming part of it um and i there's a lot of like there really is a lot of parallels between harry potter you know i mean and this book but it's also sort of like a classic kind of trope and Um, reagan is bad and reagan is bad but like and that's (laughs) the thing too is like the 80s has sort of like the punk rock thing and i think that um that uh, when you're in high school, your countercultures are far more identifiable. Like, you know, like at least when I was in high school, the punks dressed like punks and the goths dressed like goths and the cowboys dressed like cowboys even they've probably never seen a cow in their lives. Um, you know, like, there's very obvious ident- identifiers and, like, the 80s had, I think, some of the most epitome of some of those, too, because you also had, like, the preppies and the, you know, whatever. The and yuppies. I think the yuppies and, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think that there's something about that time frame that makes those tropes stand out a little bit more. I also think it's probably just a natural indication of, you know, the the writer probably having some identifying factors with their high school experience there as well. Um, So that's, that's sort of what it is. But like, I, I still kind of liked it. I thought, I think it's an interesting concept, although I wouldn't say it's an entirely original concept. Like it's sort of easy to wrap this in as a violent Harry Potter. Um, and, and that's kind of what I think, but, uh, yeah, Todd, what are your thoughts? So
3: as Todd's going to slip back into his modes again, uh-huh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. The violence is over the top and I got a kick out of that, but I will say you could definitely tell they're like going to the, he was like, all right, this is set in the eighties. And then the colorist went, it's set in the eighties. Like, yeah. He's like, we got this. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> now we have to use to use fuchsia Yeah. you can never use <laughs> fuchsia anymore. Yeah. And for me, what was so much fun as you watch it, it's like, why is the medium, what is like the medium of comics? Mm-hmm. What does it do better than other mediums? It's like, why am I drawn to comics when you know, you've know you got moving pictures or you've got the written word with your mm-hmm. unlimited imagination, but here you have sequential art and what makes this better? And, and part of it, as you're going through, and I've got a, splat, a page here, and even in movies, they can jump like, color temperature and color grading back and forth and whatnot, but the amount of variety and jumping with the color and the tone and the feel is just absolutely astounding when it's being done well and it's done right. And you can totally pull the dialogue away and it still works at the best of times. Mm -hmm. And then the dialogue absolutely can make it richer and whatnot. And watching with this is, you. I really felt watching it the the artists and the colorists so in sync and they appear to be having a great time Mm -hmm. making this. And I think that really came through. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you can definitely tell a work, a a piece of work has been work for everyone to get Mm -hmm. out or like, let me just get this done. And the artwork here, there's a simplicity to it, but sometimes it's very um, intentional with the simplicity or you've got the the characters in black so it's kind of like a colorfied Sin City at times, other times it goes, but it doesn't feel like, oh, this is really rushed. And even if they were, it looks great, it looks intentional, and they're having a good time. And it's a really violent I, – I, I rather liked it. It is a Harry Potter mixed with Wanted. And it's um, – yeah, I mean, everything's just amped up with fuchsia. And, yeah, <laughs> why not?
2: Cool. So – Mr. Jason, what are your thoughts?
0: So, uh, I may be sort of an odd duck in that I am not the biggest fan of Kill Bill, but I really did enjoy Deadly Class. Mm. Um, in a weird way, uh, Marcus's attitude towards the world around him and everyone else kind of reminded me of Catching the Rye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his sort of uh, carefree, no one knows anything. Everyone else is uh, a phony except for me. Um, and I'm the only genuine person ar- uh, mm-hmm. around. Um, and then when he gets in with the misfits who are sort of a, uh, a mixed, uh, bag of from all these other different cliques, cause you've got someone from, um, I think three or four different little, uh, groups, all grouped together to be whatever their group mm-hmm. is. Um, I, 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 definitely identified with that. Um, no one who, or at least People who could have fit in with other groups but decided that they just felt more comfortable in a mixed bag of mm-hmm. people. Um, so I didn't like it for that. Um, I had two main uh, problems with the book. Um, one is the, the bad guy at the end just sort of monologuing um, and announcing that he's Marcus's mortal enemy for some reason and then leaving so that the story could continue and they didn't have to have the final confrontation, Mm -hmm. which just feels very lazy. Uh, and yeah, it was just annoying to me. Um, the other thing I did not like was the fact that the two uh, female characters are relegated to being part of a love triangle between them Mm -hmm. and Marcus. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and that, that bothers me because they're obviously very, um, dynamic characters. They're, they're drawn, um, to represent uh, some cultures that are really fascinating and they don't really explore that. Instead, they are just, uh, female bodies for Marcus to either be attracted mm-hmm. to or not. Um, and it's just, it's lazy. Uh, other than that, uh, I think the book did a really good job of, uh, introducing some elements of social commentary. Um, and we've talked about how this is a very violent book and it's, it's, um, you know, Harry Potter with a lot more death and, and guns and swords. um, But uh, And I think there's an argument to be made from people who disparage comic books or any sort of sensationalized media like this because it it literally does represent a a school of kids to become assassins, Mm -hmm. which is a very morally dubious idea at Mm -hmm. best. Uh, But then in issue three, I believe, uh, there's a homeless man who's talking about his memories of Vietnam, and he pulls out a photograph of himself, and it looks like four kids where you would expect grown men to be on this base in Mm -hmm. Vietnam. And so whatever we... Uh, whatever people can say about a uh, comic book being violent, whatever it's at least not part of the military industrial complex and isn't uh, responsible for bombing entire villages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but e- even within that context, uh, and I think part of that same storyline, Marcus does pose a question to himself. Maybe he is the bad mm-hmm. guy and he does actually kill that guy, that, that homeless man, um, because that's what his assignment yeah. is in class, um, which is a really interesting um, think self-reflection and examination within the first Mm -hmm. volume. Um, On top of that, the the writing, I think, does... You're talking about, uh, Todd, you were talking about the um, value of it being written as a comic book and what that lends itself to. Uh, And one of my favorite parts is when he is still... He's still tripping on those mushrooms, and he's in Vegas, and he's freaking out, and he is imagining uh, the father of one of these kids that he just helped kill... Uh, and he's looking at his uh, at the, his bloody hands, worried mm-hmm. that the security guard that he's in front of is going to see his hands. And then we see his hands, and they're mm-hmm. clean. There's no blood on them. Uh, and then he's still just sort of wrecking his brain. And he's going through uh, the elevator just to get out of the casino because the security guard doesn't see anything that he's done. Um, and he's surrounded by these two giant goons in an elevator. And his internal monologue is, uh, or his is. Um, narration is he's so worried that they're going to think he's rude if he doesn't say anything and he says something really stupid and then the narration goes what the fuck was that jesus christ i blew it I, they think i'm the world's greatest <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it there's a lot of really good uh humor to that and, and, and dark humor as well um uh, so i, I did uh, enjoy a lot of it other than those two parts that i mentioned
1: yeah jason i have a question for hmm. you though Yes. When you talk about the female the two female the two main female characters. Yes. Um I didn't really pick up on that kind of them not having any kind of, like delving into them because mm-hmm. I don't feel like they delved into anyone, anyone. with the exception Agreed. of Marcus. Yes. And even Agreed. Marcus there were questions as to what the hell was happening. So, well, I yes. I do agree that yes, they're falling in they're falling into that Stereotype where it's these two women that are this love triangle. It's also hard to give a shit because no, you don't know who any of these people are.
0: Except, except we do uh, go into Willie's backstory. But that's the guy it. from uh, South Central LA. But but, no, but it is uh, it is an example of someone besides Marcus that they've given some backstory to. Even the, the homeless guy who was in Vietnam, you know a little bit more about him. Except for these two women, the only thing you know about them is that. Marcus likes one and the other one likes Marcus. Which
1: I would, I understand that, but I also feel like you also don't see them at all. They're, like, I didn't, as as a woman, I didn't notice it. And maybe it's because <laughs> I'm just not used to noticing strong women characters in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it, I guess for me, is there was no, yes, he liked her. That was kind of a side thing. The mm-hmm. girl that liked him, um, I mean, I just thought she was annoying. So, yes, I'll agree with that piece. I didn't see there to be a true love triangle. I just saw this girl throwing herself at him. And he wasn't saying no I, to her. He may like right. whatever her, what the I forget what the other. guy Yeah, he may like her, but he's not doing anything I, about it. There's nothing there. And he right, doesn't spend I, really any time with these girls besides when he's tripping balls in
0: vain right. it is. <laughs> So I, my, my my use my use of the phrase love triangle wasn't to suggest that it was an integral part of the story. It was just to present the fact that we have two female characters, and it seems like the biggest uh, role they play in the story is as a love interest to him. That that's all mm, I meant.
1: I don't know um, if I agree with that because I feel like Saya, okay. even at the beginning, she's supposed to vouch for him, for him to be mm-hmm. led into the school, and so they're saying they're like, you don't fuck with her. So I guess I just don't see her character as being in there. You don't think
0: she, she's been diminished?
1: Yeah, I don't. I just I don't think that that's that's how I saw it. I think she okay. she the way that I kind of read her was she was above all of that. She's like, don't fuck mm-hmm. up and make me need to kill you. And when they're going through everything, she's just kind of like watching the other the two of them, you know, trip and flirt and everything and she's just like oh what the fuck ever and and that's so i I guess i didn't see it that that way
0: Mm -hmm. okay
2: that's fair well and the thing too about it i mean it's been a while since i've read it but i I think that sort of like um the character from south central la gets a little bit more fleshed out in this Mm -hmm. as they go through the book you start to know more about characters a little bit but it also feels like because all these kids are training to be assassins and they're training to Kill each other. They all are very closed off and are not really opening about mm-hmm. their uh, their past. So you have to get a character into a vulnerable state for them to actually open up about what they are. And the women aren't vulnerable yes. in this particular volume.
0: Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. So,
2: so there is a certain amount of logic to why they don't go into a certain amount of depth on a lot of the different characters. Um, yeah,
3: and that totally makes so,
2: sense. Anyway,
3: so and some of the interesting things. So we have recommender, and I don't know in what part of his catalog when he wrote this, but he was a big Marvel guy for a long time. Mm -hmm. He wrote a lot of X-Men and X-Force and Avengers. And I seem to notice is um, when people get their start at the big two and it's like, Oh, I'm now going independent. And now all the restrictions that were placed on me can just go away. Sometimes they lose their way a little bit and you can just say, Oh, is this too much? And then they will back off a little bit and Mm -hmm. others really don't like you have Lemire, who started doing Slice of Life, went his way in, he Mm -hmm. went in and out. And Lemire's Jeff Lemire has done a wonderful job keeping that there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mark Miller started there, and then he did Wanted and Nemesis, and he's done some really over-the-top shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's done some really sweet, amazing stuff, and he's really hit or miss. And uh, Remender just really seems to be, I really enjoyed this, but also it seems to be like I have shaken the shackles of the editorial staff. Now look what I can do, mm-hmm. and I can see bits and pieces there of that
2: coming forth through the work. Yeah, and I feel like some of that too is just establishing a violent world, and that it, yeah. you know I think it's and it's been a little while since I've read some of these, so I'm trying to remember. But I feel like as it goes on, it becomes less about the violence and more about the relationships.
3: Oh, uh, like HBO. Yeah, like HBO. Okay.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, and I think that's. But I think it's sort of like this establishing, like, they're in this violent world, and there are these stakes of, like, actual death in high school. You know what I mean? Because like, it's like everybody in high school kind of feels like all these matters are life and death. But Oh, it's the worst. Exactly. They aren't actually that way, whereas you have a book here where that is literally the case. Um, it, you know, it is a matter of life, life and death. And I think escalating those stakes makes that high school drama, you know, feel more than just, you know, winding episodes of Dawson Creek and Dawson Crying and whatever. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Anybody else? Have any other thoughts? Okay.
0: Uh, I I really liked it when Marcus is tripping mm-hmm. balls and he goes to Vegas. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just it's just beautiful and uh, exactly what you would imagine. Okay.
2: Um. Cool. Um. Sorry, I just got a text message and it just ringed in Todd and I's ears. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Well, then let's jump into grades uh, for this book for um, uh, writing. No, it's not writing. Self-contained. self-contained. I was blanking on self-contained. That's what I was like. I'm like looking at top and like, uh, uh. For self-contained, what is your grade, Mr. Jason?
0: I would say B. It wraps up Marcus, Marcus's uh, initial art going from wanting to die to wanting to live, but obviously just to start okay. of the story.
2: Lena? F. F, Okay.
1: I have no, like, there's so many things that are left open at the end of this fucking book that for you to figure out anything, you have to read the next one. So F.
3: Okay. <laughs> Mr. Todd. I'll go with the C on that. I mean, the story in and of itself it was telling was pretty good, but a lot more to find out.
2: Yeah, and I, I'll i go with a, a C as well. I think it's it's starting the world building, but it it has a long way to mm-hmm. go. Uh, for writing for Rick Remender, what is your grade, Mr. Todd?
3: You know, I give it a B minus. Um, I enjoyed it. It was well enough. I think for a lot of it, the the art really overshadowed the writing. For okay. Me.
2: Yeah. Ms. Lena. I said C. Okay. Mr. Jason.
0: That's uh, okay. for me. I will also
3: add on with it, Jason. One of the things you you brought up about the the villain giving his uh, big speech. Reminds me of the movie Shazam And probably my favorite bit was in Shazam (laughs) And you've got Mark Strong going, I will tell you everything And then you have Shazam going, I'm like three blocks Away from you, I can't hear anything Yeah, that was great It's like, you can't hear you, nothing you say matters And I was like, yeah, that's fantastic (laughs) Okay
2: Yeah. Cool, and uh, I'm gonna give it A B for writing Um, I liked it a fair amount um, And have kept reading it so for art, for
3: Craig Lowridge Lowridge no, and Boyd are the colorists
2: Lowridge and Boyd, okay so Craig And uh, the colorists of Lowridge and Boyd uh-huh. Uh huh Mr, no, Ms. Lena What is your grade?
1: Um, I was on the cusp of like A minus, B plus mm-hmm. More on like the A minus side Um, I thought that the art was Probably the only thing I really Really did like about the book Okay
2: uh, Mr. Todd, A. I love the art in this book. Okay, um, I also like the art a lot in this book. I'll give it an A minus. And uh, Mr. Jason,
0: uh, it's an A for me. It's also the, it's definitely the standout. Uh, one thing I do want to mention with regards to the art, uh, in between some of the issues, there are some character designs that the artist puts in, and one of the things that caught my eye uh, was that. Uh, Wes Craig, the artist, uh, makes a distinction between the scars on Marcus's body signifying chaos and the tattoos on Saya signifying order. And I thought that was oh, a really nice touch. Okay.
2: I like that. Um, that's everybody for art, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, then, for final grade, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? B+. Plus. B+. Plus, okay. Uh, Ms. Lena? B-. Minus. B-. Minus, okay. Um, what is your grade, Mr. Jason? B plus as well. Plus as well. Okay. And I'm at a solid B. Um, hold on. And Jason's just a little bit wrong, so it didn't give me the grade. Okay. So that gives us a grade point average of 3.075, which is a... Uh, be average, so that pretty much equals that to what we want. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, next week we will be reading Umbrella Academy, which was a TV series on uh, Netflix, which Netflix, I have actually watched all of that, and I've also read all of Umbrella Academy. They also started a third section of Umbrella Academy, uh, which is currently being released in single issues as we record this. Um, but uh, I've read...
0: And that show did get continued yes. for a second season, I believe. I
2: believe it did. Get, oh, no, it did, because I've seen on... Um, Gerard Way on his Instagram, he was uh, mm-hmm. taking photos from the first table read of uh, the first episode of the second season. Uh, oh, so nice. they, they're they at least at that stage in the game. So it was probably greenlit before it actually came out at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who are fans, um, Gerard Way was the uh, lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and he's the writer of this book. Um, and he has said at one point in time that it was sort of a way of him dealing with becoming famous was him sort of writing this book was his sort of perception of what being famous was like, um, for him and his oh. brothers who were in the band, my chemical romance is kind of interesting. Uh, so yeah, so that will be next. Up. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody have any recommendations for this week?
3: I have two. Okay.
2: Um,
3: Speaking of it, like, just on a theme there, you do have Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Okay, I get that. So, mm-hmm. if you like that trippy scene, then go watch Johnny Depp with the weird haircut. <laughs> yeah. So, be tripping balls the entire time. I really enjoyed that. And, actually, I'll just make it the one. Just okay. go see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas.
2: Okay. Uh, anybody else?
1: Yeah, I just saw the movie yesterday. Totally off topic oh, okay. with anything please, <laughs> or or killing or anything. Yeah. Um, It's wonderful If you like Beatles music um, If you like Ed Sheeran Even if you don't like Ed Sheeran You can laugh at him through He's actually in a a substantial amount of the movie Mm -hmm. Um, But it was It was really good Um, And there were some Surprising like um, Like oh god What is going on And and, like gasp kind of moments in the movie Which you wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. And um
2: Yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. Mr. Jason.
0: Yeah, I'm going to recommend the series Dead to Me on Netflix. Uh, It's a sort of a dark comedy dramedy about grief and female friendship and family and grief and some more grief. (laughs) It's it's well done.
2: Okie dokie. Um... I don't know if I have anything to recommend.
0: Mm-mm.
2: I don't know. I'm still addicted to the DC deck building game. Oh, sleeves. Titan sleeves. Those <laughs> are awesome go. sleeves. They have these this company called Titan sleeves um uh, makes these clear sleeves that are um textured on one side so they're easier to handle. Grippy. Yeah, they're a little more grippy. Um I've been using those on my uh I actually just bought a ton of them so <laughs> I can share with Todd. Um but uh yeah, cuz I I Todd and I have have gone on a little bit of a spending spree for uh for games over the last couple of days. He's shaking <laughs> his head because he knows it's true. Um, but... Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Titan, shield. Titan Shield? yeah yes. um, okay.
2: They're a little bit tricky to find on Amazon. For some reason, I found a, a second-party seller that's selling them, but like, if you look them up on Amazon, it will show, most of the time it'll show up as not there, but I found somebody who was selling them on Amazon. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of those. If you have card games and you know need sleeves for them, they mm-hmm. make pretty cool ones. So... They also make ones with like colors on the back of and stuff like that. I think for like Magic the Gathering and that kind of thing, where you're keeping track of your own cards. I'm yeah. suspecting. <laughs> I don't play Magic the Gathering, so I don't know. I, someone will need to explain that all to me at some point in time. But I
3: remember I I first became aware of Magic the Gathering in like eighth grade.
2: Yeah, like it was a that thing. was I just a never very into. long time.
0: Of, that was like ninety four,
3: something like that. Yeah, yeah, that was ninety four. Yeah,
0: but, I remember. Playing Magic the Gathering in elementary school, Shut actually. No.
3: Nope. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. See, for me in elementary school, it was pogs. Yep.
0: I, I had yeah, those two, yeah. so
3: you, you had the right kind of slammer, and you were the man.
2: Yep. It's true. Yep. <laughs> 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 Wow. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you, episode, Elena. We're old. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh,
2: so, yes, yeah, so I think I'll do it for this week. Uh, uh-huh. once, once again, next week is uh, Umbrella Academy. Um, thanks for listening, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye.
1: bye. Is
0: that Bruce? Oh, hi, bye. Bruce. Bruce. Oh,
1: so Bruce said bye. Okay. okay. Thanks
0: for that, Bruce.
2: Yes. And, He's ready uh, for his attention. That's true. I am pressing stop.
1: Thank you
0: for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.